Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man that had been mute spoke. And the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man had trusted and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me, is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept out clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, This is a wicked generation. 
It asks for a son, but none will be given to it except the son of Jonah. For as Jonah was a son to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. See to it, then, that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him, so he went in and reclined at his table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you're full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside also make the inside? But now, as for what is inside you, be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, because you are like unmarked graves, which people walk over without knowing it. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us. Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your ancestors who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your ancestors did. They killed those prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in His wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill, and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that has been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you experts in the law, because you have taken the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who were entering. When Jesus went outside, the Pharisees and teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions, wanting to catch him in something that he might say. Most people are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, and Jesus speaks about the Lord's Prayer in this chapter. The full version of the Lord's Prayer is in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. But let's read it from the Gospel of Luke. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, 
just like John taught his disciples. So Jesus began to teach them how to pray, and he, he gave them the basics of the um, what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. And then he went on to talk about not the words to pray, but the way to pray with persistence. Someone has used the word importunity. And so he gives this example of the friend at midnight as a pattern for prayer. He says, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has now come and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed, I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need if you keep on asking him. And so Jesus' point is that just like this guy refused um, to take no for an answer, when he went and asked for bread, he kept shamelessly asking, please, 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 Give it to me until the guy finally gave it to him. Jesus said we should have the same methodology in our prayer life. So he says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And this is talking about in prayer. Ask, and in the Greek, it implies ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek, and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and it will be open to you. Remember this shameless audacity. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Another version, the Passion Translation in verse 10 says it this way. Every persistent person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. I agree with all of that, and we need to add that methodology to our prayer lives, friends. Don't just throw up a little prayer and assume you're done. Keep praying till you hear heaven's response. Stay persistently on the same topics and shamelessly bring your needs before the Lord until He responds. And of course, He can tell you that's enough, but in general, He will give you a response, a favorable response or a negative response. He'll respond one way or the other. Jesus goes on in this parable to talk about cleaning up your inner man. In this chapter, in uh, Luke 11, he was having dinner with the Pharisee, and the man was kind of scorning him because he hadn't washed his hands. And Jesus went on to say that what's inside of you is much more important than the washing of your hands. That these people, a lot of these religious people, were like unmarked graves. Uh, On the outside, everything looks good, but on the inside of it, there's nothing but dead men's bones and um, corruption. And so we're to be people with clean hands, sure, but that's not the main thing. We want to clean up the inner man. We want to be persistent in seeking the Lord and seeking the Lord not only in teaching us how to pray, but how to live. So, Lord, we do ask um, that you would forgive us for our sins, Lord, that you would stir us to pray. Lord, remind us of the story of the friend at midnight, that because of his persistence, his friend gave him bread and responded to his uh, shameless audacity of continuing to knock on the door and ask for something. Lord, may we be persistent in prayer. May we be persistent in seeking and asking and knocking. Lord, may we find open doors in heaven to receive your answers. Lord, teach us to clean up the inner man. 
God, um, we recognize that our hands need to be clean, but Lord, we ask that our spiritual insides would be clean. Lord, by the blood of the Lamb, wash us, cleanse us, teach us how we should live, Lord. Guide us and direct us in all things. We ask you this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.